the gospel appointed for this Sunday comes from the gospel of Mark, chapter 1, beginning at verse 21. These verses will be the basis of our sermon this morning. Then they went into Capernaum. On the next Sabbath day, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. They were amazed at his teaching because he was teaching them as one who has authority and not as the experts in the law. Just then, there was a man with an unclean spirit in their synagogue. It cried out, What do we have to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked the spirit, saying, Be quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit threw the man into convulsions, and after crying out with a loud voice, it came out of him. Everyone was so amazed that they began to discuss this with each other. They said, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He even commands the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Everyone has someone that they answer to, someone who exercises authority over them. Parents answer, or children answer to their parents. Students answer to their professors. And we residents, well, we answer to our local leaders and to our law enforcement officials. And the way that they exercise their authority over us determines how much we spread the news about that person over us and whether it's good or bad. When children find the weak spot in their parents' parenting style, they're sure to exploit it for their own personal good and may even be nice enough to tell their siblings or other people so they all can get whatever they want if you just say the right thing or come at the right time. When students find a professor who is a good teacher and is also easy on the grading, they quickly encourage their friends to sign up for their classes and to take what will probably be a great semester of classes. Or us, who live here in our town. When we see the people over us, how they rule, how they govern us, we are very likely to publicly praise or to protest, depending on what they do for us and our own personal experience. How somebody exercises their authority determines what those underneath talk about it or what they do about it. And as Christians, we also answer to another authority, that is to God himself who exercises it over us. But thankfully, God exercises his authority so wondrously that we cannot help but to spread the news of him and what he has done in a good way, specifically of Jesus and his absolute authority. In our verses this morning from Mark chapter 1, we, we get a glimpse of Jesus and his absolute authority as shown in his teaching to the people in the synagogue and by casting out an unclean spirit. And in this glimpse, we get a picture of just who exactly Jesus is. He is the Holy One of God who has absolute authority, an authority that he uses for our blessing and for our benefit. And because of that, we cannot help but to spread the news of Jesus and his authority. As was Jesus' custom, he came to where God's people were. 
so he could meet them, teach them, and love them. And now on a given Sabbath day in the town of Capernaum, that would be in the house of worship called the synagogue. That was usual for Jesus. He would teach the people in the synagogue on that Sabbath day, but what they heard from him was something unlike what they had ever heard before. For Jesus, he was teaching them as one who has authority and not as the experts in the law. Even though we don't have this particular sermon recorded for us word for word, we do have plenty other sermons and teachings of Jesus to understand just what made him so different than the experts in the law who typically taught on a Sabbath day. For one, it's how Jesus talked. He refers only to himself or to the Old Testament and explaining and applying Scripture for people right then and there. The experts in the law, they often would bring up past teachers and rabbis to understand what Scripture says and then to see how best to apply it in their given context. But what ended up happening by mentioning rabbis, so-and-so, and teacher, this and that, so much, God and his word just got lost in the shuffle. Or maybe it wasn't even brought up at all. And what does Jesus do? He says what God has in mind on this particular text, or he quotes from the Old Testament and then explains it as if he knows it all already. A second thing that made Jesus' teaching so different was also what he talked about. Those experts in the law would often focus their time on minute distinctions on man-made theories, on traditions from the elders, or how to split hairs on some Old Testament ceremonial law. They lost sight of the big stuff, like God's promise of a Savior and our need for his forgiveness. When Jesus taught, he didn't get caught up in what so-and-so said or all the different things. He got right to the basics of what is truly important so the Bible says about sin and grace, what we have done wrong and what he has done for us in love. We can see why the people were so awestruck by Jesus when he taught in the synagogue. For he taught just exuding authority, knowing exactly what scripture says and could just say it out there. And what he talked about was pretty fresh for them to hear for some sad reasons. But it's one thing to be able to seem like you have authority. It's another to actually have authority and to use it. And that's where we see Jesus show his absolute authority by casting out an unclean spirit that day in the synagogue. We probably know the unclean spirit by a different name that's more familiar to us, by the name of a demon. That is a fallen angel who serves the will and whims of the chief demon, Satan himself. Evidently, this demon had some degree of control over the man that he was in control of. For he could speak through him and control his body to some extent. The demon, he certainly knew who was preaching in the synagogue that day. It was Jesus of Nazareth. This was the Holy One of God. This was the Son of God himself. And rightfully, the demon, he was afraid of him. Because Jesus had a power to destroy him with a single command. And in love, Jesus just does just that. 
to help the man who was having that unclean spirit. You know, the simple command Jesus said, come out of him. And what followed was a scene that you probably would only find in a supernatural horror movie. There's a person who is thrown into intense convulsions, who lets loose a really loud cry, and then out of nowhere, calm. The spirit has gone, and things are good. That demon, he was something else. But what was even more was Jesus and his absolute authority. Strong enough even over the forces of evil like demons themselves could just simply say, and they had to obey. It makes sense why the people went viral with the news of Jesus. Here was a teacher speaking with authority on things they had not heard in a long, long time, and even ability to control and cast out demons. This was something else. And so they went throughout Galilee, the region up north, spreading the news of Jesus and his authority used for their blessing and benefit. But as you hear this account, would you agree that Jesus has this absolute authority The authority of God himself, the one who answers to no one except himself. To speak with such authority as if he was God himself or to cast out things like demons as well. And imagine that you were in the synagogue and you were in Capernaum that day and you didn't know who Jesus truly was as son of God, as as your promised savior. He's up there talking and he's not mentioning rabbi so-and-so like so many do or focusing on the traditions of the past, or even talking about the normal distinctions that no one really paid too much attention to outside of the most religiously observant. He's just telling what God's Word says and expects you to believe him at his word. That's not how you speak with authority. If you want to speak with authority, you have to read up on what other people say and with the outside sources corroborate what you yourself are saying And the ideas you have probably won't be too different than what's accepted to be true. I mean, we do this already. In academia, we we read tons of sources and write research papers, or we summarize journal articles before we propose our own ideas. In the court system, lawyers and judges, they look at past precedents and patterns of behavior before they see what justice should be. In an ideal world, politics also is the same way with politicians who who check with their base, who conduct community surveys, and who check with their colleagues before representing their constituents on the floor. Is Jesus, is he truly better than all of those who have come before, even greater than Moses himself, where he can just speak and expect you to believe what he says to be true? Let's be honest. No one can do that. Or or take Jesus' authority in action. He cast out that demon. Do demons really exist in the first place? Evidence-based science cannot conclusively prove or disprove the supernatural, let alone the intentions and the abilities of angels or demons. And if the supernatural is uncertain, doesn't that mean that Jesus' authority over them is also uncertain? Or see, we go along with what the Bible says, that such things do exist, and they are indeed scary and powerful. 
doesn't this account seem too good to be true? Jesus, he comes out as the superhero, the one who has control over everything. At just the right moment, the people had the, saw him casting out demons. This was something that had to be made up. Reality is never quite this way. Or maybe there's some details Mark didn't include. Like maybe Jesus and the demon worked out some kind of a deal. So it would look as if Jesus had complete authority, but they were just play-acting in this charade, and really they worked together. While conspiracy theories and speculation will always abound in everything, we can be certain of this. What Mark records for us this morning from Mark chapter 1, this is from God's own inspired word. And as such, it is faithful, it is trustworthy, down to the individual letter. And what it says here is what actually happened. And what actually happened, we get a glimpse of the Holy One of God and His absolute authority and teaching and even over evil forces. We heard the demon call Jesus that very same name, the Holy One of God. And in fact, that was a truthful name for Jesus. For the Holy One of God, that means that Jesus, he is the, the embodiment of what it means to be holy. To be holy means two things. Uh, to be pure from sin and to be set apart for a special reason or purpose. Jesus certainly is both of these. Who is pure from sin with his perfect life according to God's every single command and demand and every thought, word, and action. Not a sin stains our Savior's soul. But he's also set apart for a particular purpose, to be our promised Savior and to bring us forgiveness. Not only does this name for Jesus show us his status as holy, but also shows us who he is, his true divine nature of being God himself, who has the authority of the Lord, who is control and over everything, who enters to no one except himself. And how does he use this absolute authority? For you and for me. For our blessing and for our benefit. It was the Holy One who teaches us what the truth is. As he preaches and explains what God's word says as if he knew what it was because he's the one who wrote it and he knows exactly what he meant when he wrote those words. To let us know where to look for the truth found right here in Scripture and the very words that God himself gave to us. With his authority, he used it for our blessing and for our benefit to focus our attention to what is truly most important, to the basics of the Bible, that of sin and grace. Our sins have separated us from our Lord and ruined any chance of us getting reconciliation or salvation on our own. But God's grace, it loves on us. It says, here you go. Here's your salvation through simple faith in Jesus. Here's your Savior who lived and died and rose for you. Here's everything for you. Out of my love for you. It's Jesus with his absolute power who use it to bless and to benefit us by also showing his power over the demons themselves and breaking and defeating their evil plan even that of the chief demon, Satan himself. You see, Satan, he just has one goal. 
to take down as many humans as possible to the depths of hell before that last day ultimately comes. But Jesus, he, he breaks that plan by going to the cross and turning the very instrument of death into the means of our salvation by sending the Holy Spirit so that we ourselves may be called holy in the sight of God. It is in Him that we are pure from sin, forgiven of every wrong, and just as clean as the snow that has freshly fallen, and it's not on there anymore, but the snow that was on top of Mount Lemon, and how picturesque it looked from all the news cam pictures that we got to see. It is in Jesus and who makes us holy through the Holy Spirit that we are set apart from this unbelieving world to be children of God who love and serve Him by loving and serving one another. The one who works His benefits and blessings for us through simple faith in Jesus, your Savior who's done it all, and you get to receive it all. As such, we'd be wise to listen to the demon and to see Jesus for who he is. He's the Holy One of God. But then let's also do what the demon did not do. As we listen to the one who speaks, he gives us the truth of what God's word actually says. And where he speaks, it is certain to be believed and there be no doubt in our heart along the way. Let's focus our attention to where he directs us so the Bible's basics of sin and grace so that our faith may grow and be strong and increase, not just once in a while, but to build it into a regular routine with Sunday morning worship and time in God's Word throughout the week. So we may always go back to the source and to the, 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 the means by which our faith becomes strong in the first place. And then let's rejoice. Rejoice in Jesus who has worked his power over Satan himself by dying on the cross for our sins, by sending the Holy Spirit so we can be holy and when we realize all that the Lord has done for us with his absolute power, we cannot help but spread the news. Granted, we don't have to go to the region of Galilee and re-spread the news everywhere there, although there are people who need to hear it there too, of course. Just think to the regions of your friends and your family. I'm guessing you have at least one person that you have in mind who doesn't take Jesus at his word or who focuses on what's truly important, or maybe even is considered holy in God's sight. You can change that. You spread the news of Jesus, what he has done for us with this absolute authority, to teach us the truth, to show us the goodness of the Bible, who has broken devil's plans and has made you holy through the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen.